Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Latanya here. Just so you know, this episode has a trigger warning for suicide, addiction, and sexual assault. So if you are not interested in hearing this content today, that's okay. We will catch you on the next show. For those of you who choose to stick around, this has been your official trigger warning. Thank you. Welcome to the swarm, everyone. I'm very, very excited to be here to talk about episodes two and three of Swarm. Honey and Taste are the names of these episodes. And I cannot do this alone. Uh, Mari is out this week enjoying herself, um, luxuriating, some would say. So uh, Chappelle is here to talk about Swarm. And I don't think I've ever been more excited for anything in my entire life. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I flinch every time you call it The Swarm because my country ass calls it The Swarm too. And it is definitely Swarm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited because you know I got opinions and um, this is not really my uh, forte, these horror genres. You know, we we kind of touched on that a little bit with the Atlanta stuff we talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, you know, with uh, prior to the last season of Atlanta, even some of the last season as well. Um, and so, yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm very interested to, to hear what you think as well. I'm very excited about this. And I'm so- glad Mari's not here, LaTanya, because <laughs> that way I can make fun of her and she can't talk back. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have a feeling that Mari will talk back in a different way. <laughs> I won't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mari, we miss you. 
uh, as always, but uh, Chappelle is going to talk about you today. So yeah, gotta you gotta drag her while I can. She gonna get me next week though. She will. It's gonna be wonderful. Um, so tell us about your relationship to the show so far. Like, t- tell the listeners: Have you seen the whole thing? Uh, have you only seen a few episodes? What? Okay, so I watched. No, I I had already decided I wasn't going to watch the show. I said I'll probably binge it eventually, but it wasn't going to be something I really wanted to talk about weekly because I knew I knew Latanya and Mari really wanted to cover it, and I just don't have time right now to be on every week and every episode. So I was like, you know, I watch it and catch up, but it was it just wasn't at the top of my priority list. And then I started hearing stuff about it, and like the the discourse was so polarizing. You know, it was either yeah. like, oh, I love this, and it was like people like, I am so confused, I'm out, and it was, it was very very murky. And then there was all that. Chloe Bailey stuff that was kind of annoying to hear about too. And I was like, y'all grow up. God damn. We, you know, anyway. So it was just, it was a lot of that going on. And then I get a call from the Purple Pants badass himself, Bryce Isaiah, Survivor's mm-hmm. own Bryce Isaiah. And he calls me and he's like, Chappelle, bitch, we got to talk about this. I'm like, Bryce, calm down. He's like, are you watching the swarms? I'm like, oh God. So he's like, this John on here is doing XYZ and I need to talk about it with somebody. And I was like, I was like, okay. You need to contact Mario and Latanya. He's like, you need to watch this. And, and then you need to don't watch it because I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I was like, okay. So because of all of that, I knew I needed to actually go and see what all the fuss was about. Um, and then, of course, I wanted to listen to you and Mari talk about it. So I was like, I got to go catch up. Mm-hmm. So I watched the first episode. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, this is weird. I'm watching it. I was like, I think I see where this is going. And then it goes in a completely different direction at the end. And I said, oh, oh. Okay, there's a dog barking, there's pie. Okay, <laughs> you know, and so in that moment, I thought, do I really have to watch the rest of this? Because, you know, a part of me really had an issue with Damson Idris being from Houston and sounding like he's on Snowfall still. Stop it, we don't talk like that here. Listen, um, <laughs> he added a little bit of southern twang into whatever, whatever the thing is he does on Snowfall is. I'm glad he's dead because that accent was driving me crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah but i was like okay maybe maybe i'll check out the next one because i was really hoping that and i know you and i talked about this off air it's kind of like an anthology series or maybe something like black mirror or the twilight zone to where it doesn't have to follow a cohesive story throughout but right. then when i watched the second episode i did enjoy that it's a little tied to the first episode like not completely but you can see the through line through the second and even the third episode so yeah, through three episodes, I do have opinions, but that's kind of where I am on Swarm. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned this a little bit, just in terms of where you are, but what do you think about the discourse around this show? Like I said, it's very polarizing. I know that, uh, you know, the theory is that this is something based on the hive, you know, if you will, the, mm-hmm. the beehive, which we all know are a bunch of lunatics who are obsessed <laughs> with Beyonce. Okay. Uh, <laughs> since- <laughs> You cannot call the hive lunatics, and they're not obsessed per se. I don't know who saying. is your favorite artist. Gucci Mane. We don't have a hive. How many Grammys does Gucci Mane have? Exactly. It's like, well, Beyonce has a billion. So what do yeah. you th- what do you know? Do you yeah. think that Gucci Mane is better than Beyonce? Beyonce? Absolutely. Then you must die. <laughs> lemonade, That's it. Listen, listen, lemonade versus lemonade. Let's do a versus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, I mean, like, and, and this is not to single out the hive because plenty of these uh, standums have toxic fan bases. They and all not do. To say, 
Yeah, and not to say that all fan bases are toxic, and not to say mm-hmm. that the hive is uniquely toxic. It's just that if you're going to pick on one to make this like to kind of uh draw this idea from, you have to pick the biggest one that you really that's untouchable, right? And yeah. the hive is untouchable because Beyonce has put herself on such a high note that if you're hating on her, a lot of times it's because of something that's within you, you know, it's not really something that she has done, and then she also brings out this side of people that want to protect her because she is excellent. And, you know, and we like to see excellence, especially in black women, because a lot of times yeah. the media doesn't want to hoist that type of excellence up. And so, yeah, everybody gets behind Beyonce. I mean, I called the Hive a bunch of, like, uh, lunatics, but I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not, not a member of the Hive. I'm just in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my membership dues like everybody else. I just don't be at the meetings, you know? I see. And so, okay. So, yeah, so that's why I, I was interested in that. And then you see the people kind of, is they, they making fun of Beyonce. They close. I was like, yeah, Chloe Bailey wouldn't be in this if it was making exactly. fun of Beyonce. <laughs> Thank Beyonce. you so much. Yeah, so the discourse has been weird, but I think the show is weird. And I think that's why you get such abstract thoughts from people where they think, you know, certain things are, are, are real, certain things that should not be considered real that, that are real. And then you also have these title cards at the beginning of every episode saying, no, no, this is absolutely real. It's about specific people <laughs> right now. I was like, oh, because Donald Glover said it has to be true, right? Yes. Um, and yeah. And so, no, I, I think that there's a lot going on here. And I think that, um, and I like that you and um, Mari really highlighted, um, you know, some of the other issues uh, with the swarm. I'm sorry, with the swarm, <laughs> <laughs> with swarm as a TV show, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people have been trying to turn this into the Donald Glover show, right? Exactly. And Jimmy Neighbors is very much involved in it. And she is a co-creator and she is a decorated co-creator and she's from Houston, Texas, which we know yeah. the most talented people come from. Janine, Beyonce, Chappelle. It's like, what's what we do here? <laughs> so, I don't, I, we were saying, I'm sure you heard, I don't know what's in the water in Houston. Yeah. I don't know what Houston? happens there. Yeah. But, it's good water here. You uh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's ridiculous. H-Town stand up. So I'm just saying <laughs> that, and I'm wearing my Astros hat. No, I know they can't see me, but I'm wearing my Astros hat today. Uh, but yeah, this is this. there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack about every episode uh, so far that I've seen. And so I can only imagine once you get, what are y'all, uh, eight, seven episodes in, in, in total so far or yeah, period? You know? Period, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I think by the time you get to episode seven, this is going to give you a lot to talk about moving forward and i don't know if there's a potential for a second season but i could potentially see you doing this in a different realm maybe it's not so much um you know based on this one fandom maybe it becomes like a larger topic who knows um so a lot of thoughts here for a swarm okay and then finally before we get into episode two honey can you talk a little bit about dominique fishback's performance as a stripper I have thoughts. We'll get to those. Oh, I knew no. that you were going to have some thoughts, especially <laughs> about that first dance. Uh, <laughs> but no, her performance on the show is Dre. So I'm inclined to love her just because of who she is. Like, I mean, she, she's gorgeous. She's uh, she's talented. And so, like, as a person, you know, uh, Dominique Fishback, I, she has she can do no wrong for me currently. But as Dre, kind of struggling here because okay. Because Dre is uh, a serial killer that we know now through this third episode. We know that, well, through two, one episode, we knew she was a serial killer, but through, through, through the, well, she's she, a mass murderer. She only point. murdered one person uh, yeah, in episode yeah. one. Yeah. So, so you yeah. don't become a serial until you've yeah. done uh, three 
or more. Well, she's up to like eight now. So <laughs> I think that's, that's solid. Um, and so she is a serial killer. And so I do struggle with that. She does seem like she's not, she has some, you know, uh, cognitive or behavioral uh, disorders maybe. And so that's why I kind of look at her like, she doesn't feel like, I, like I, I don't, I don't want to say that she's not all there, but it definitely feels like there's something off, you know. And so I'm, I'm not quite sure if there is some type of imbalance that we should not know about, we should know about, or maybe this is just somebody who's, uh, you know, who is completely, you know, um, like cognitively all there, and just you know, has snapped. Who knows? But mm -hmm. it, it's hard for me to gauge her because of that, right? So I try to look at it through both lenses. Like, is this a person who? Um, is just lost in the sauce when it comes to this fandom, or is this a person who was already going to struggle with certain certain aspects of life, uh, like the social behaviors, uh, who is now struggling with this because this is overwhelming to them? And so, watching it through both of those lenses, I'm thinking, okay, this is this might be your villain, but this might also be a rootable villain, or maybe mm. this is just a very misunderstood person who should be, uh, you know, institutionalized. Who knows? Um, somebody should go gather them. But through <laughs> episode two. By the end of episode two, this became Chappelle trying to figure out how she's going to kill the next person. Uh -huh. And like, who does she come into into contact with next? Like, she's like Forrest Gump. She goes into a different town. She meets them. <laughs> she she, she uh, either enhances or ruins their life. And then she moves on to the next person. And so now I'm like, every episode I'm clicking, thinking, okay, how are these people going to die? And so, yeah, that's kind of my, my, um, my thoughts about the character D. Just trying to see who she kills next. Uh, but Dominique Fishback uh, is a queen. She can do no wrong. I'm part of her hive. I love her. Yeah. I, I love her so much. And I love her in this role. And I love that um, she may not necessarily have cognitive issues because some people have read her as autism coded. I saw um, that, yeah. And I've read stuff about that. But she might just be representing for the weird girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe she's just weird like me. Yeah, but <laughs> doesn't weird, like understand and, social cues. I'm weird too. But you know, at some point, ma'am, the way you was eating that pie. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> that happened in one take, apparently. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. This is going to be fun. Hot, huh? Yeah. Uh -huh. This is going to be a lot of fun. As yeah. soon as we get back, we are going to talk to you about episode two of Swarm Honey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. And we're back. We're here to talk about episodes two and three today. If you have not seen uh, any other episodes past this, fantastic. If you watch the entire thing, wonderful. Uh, but we're not going to be spoiling anything past episode three, which is for- great for Chappelle because he hasn't seen anything past episode three, so he can't spoil you. So really, this is a warning to myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we talked about Dominique Fishback. She stars as Dre. Then we have recurring characters of Chloe Bailey as Marissa Jackson. Then we have Nyreen uh, S. Brown as Nyjah, uh, who is the pop star. In this episode, we have Atkins Esteman as Reggie, <laughs> Paris Jackson as Haley, and X Mayo is also in this uh, episode as one of the lure ladies. So this episode is hilarious. Um, it is set in Fayetteville, Tennessee in 2017. And we just kind of follow a man as he is getting out of his car and going into the strip club, which immediately made me think of you, Chappelle, because I can see you uh, having a drink, using some mouthwash, and then gathering your monies and heading right into the strip club. (laughs) Okay. Number one, I have not... I have not been to one of those places in a very, very long time. That was a past life I used to live. Uh-huh. Um, obviously pre-COVID because, you know, they shut that down and now you can do that online. But um, pr- uh, prior to that, you know, maybe I have, I've ventured into, I've seen them before, you know, I've, I, I heard they get good wings. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I was today years old when I found out that was Paris Jackson. Who knew? I, I, did y'all know beforehand that she was going to be here? Because I had no clue. No. Uh, there, there are like we get in the first episode we get uh, Rory Culkin, and then in this episode we get Paris Jackson. Which when I was watching this, I was like, "Who is this? Like, why does she look so familiar?" And then I looked it up, and I was like, "That there is no way that is Paris Jackson. This is perfect casting, especially for reasons that we'll discuss during the scene where they're having lunch." Yeah, and even even if you think about fandoms, Michael, no no fandom has ever been oh bigger God. than the Michael Jackson hive. You know, um, huge. And I am a card carrying member of that. You know, I, I I go to the meetings. I I am a Michael <laughs> defender, and we can talk about it offline if you want to. You know, uh-huh. come see me. But um, you know, um, and and does your favorite artist have more Grammys than Michael? Then don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, the answer this, is yes. Yes, for some people, <laughs> lunatic, lunatics. Um, but um, yeah, if your if your favorite artist artist has more Grammys than Michael, then you're probably a sociopath. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but uh, guilty, yeah. I guess. I'm not arguing with you. Okay, <laughs> look, I'm happy Mari's not here. So what I'm saying is that I, you know, if you want somebody to kind of embody that, it's definitely Paris Jackson who has seen fandoms firsthand. I mean, Michael was literally hiding his children from the world for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, and so. I, that's why it's not. It didn't just immediately pop into my head that I was Paris Jackson because I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, no, she. Um, but she does a really good job in this episode. I thought so. Um, so Dre is. Tell us about this dance that Dre is doing. Uh, the first time that she is dancing. Uh, is there- this is one of the most hilarious parts of this episode to me. I was watching it 
because because again, I didn't know if this was a continuation of the first episode mm -hmm. or if this was a like an anthology where she's different characters. Because it doesn't start off, we don't get just like an introduction into her in this episode. It very much starts with that man you were talking about who walks into the club. So I'm watching her dance, and I'm thinking, oh, there's no way that woman from the first episode is a stripper now until she starts dancing. And I was like, oh, that's absolutely the same woman. That is absolutely her. That's the lady with the pie. Um, what is happening? It's I have nothing good to say about her dance. I do like that she did the lazy stripper bounce at the end where she was just trying to get information from the guy and just gave up. Um, if you want to hear my, my thoughts about strip clubs and strippers, check out um, Bryce and I's coverage on the Purple Pants podcast of P-Valley. Um, uh, if you yes. really want to hear me go in about strippers. Uh, but this stripper dance here was... Um, Interesting to say the least. The choreography here is so hilarious because it's just as if you were dancing around your room and there just happened to be a stripper pole in there. But uh, you're in public this time. Yeah, this um, is a Tuesday afternoon strip club performance. Not that I've ever seriously. been to one, but you know, so I've heard. I think you know with that, like that you have a metric for that kind of thing. Right. You uh, see a lot of bullet holes at those. Just saying. Oh in different God. places. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. This guy, the way that this guy is dropping money <laughs> for her is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He's like cautiously giving the, her the ones. What are you? She's terrifying. <laughs> Get up, ma'am. <laughs> the, the fact that a man will be mesmerized by anything at this point. Like he's still like yelling at her when she decides to go off after she like ate some of his food. Yeah, it. People, we find out very quickly that people don't really mind her when she's eating. They're eating, you know, they kind of no. enjoy that. Oh, uh, yeah, we find out later on in this episode. Do enjoy that. Um, enjoy it a lot. People uh, enjoy yeah. it a little too much. Yes, but he's better than me. I would have kept my dollars to myself. I actually would have gone to greener pastures. Yeah. So um, she asked this guy uh, where his friend is. Um, and his, the friend's name is Reggie. And he basically is like, I have no idea. Like, what are you talking about? So um, she storms off stage. And when she gets backstage, perhaps one of the best lines in this entire show is uttered, where one of the strippers is talking to her and saying, what were you doing out there? This song, and she was like, it's one of Nigel's most profound songs. And she was just like, it's a song about a dead baby. Our job is to make dicks hard. Flo <laughs> like... so Millie once said, "Dicks up when I step in the party," you know, and that's the kind of energy I expect from my strippers. And I wasn't getting that here, not at all. No. Uh, so it's <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so it's time to leave, and uh, the first, uh, well, uh, Paris Jackson's character actually uh, tells Dre, "I really liked your dance." So it's time to leave. It's daytime. And Dre is going to get in her car and she kind of like doesn't even notice, but we definitely do. Uh, what looks like the pussy wagon, honestly. I, that's what I said. I said, wait, <laughs> the pussy wagon is here. Does this, this, <laughs> what did y'all, did y'all miss that too? Cause I said, that's the exact same paint job. Yeah. Is that Buck who likes the fuck? I thought we killed him. <laughs> His car lives on. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Paris Jackson is just, doing an amazing job on top of the car, like yelling her brains out at this boy who will not let her into the car that she pays for. Wild mm -hmm. stuff. And so she follows Dre home to this like kind of like messed up little apartment that is just Dre's space. 
And Dre is tweeting about Reggie and trying to get some information about where Reggie is. And we learned that Reggie was the person in episode one who said that Marissa, uh, who we believe killed herself, uh, died by suicide, uh, mm-hmm. was that person got what they deserved, stupid AF, and was talking about how anybody could kill themselves over festival, the Nyjah album. And so Dre is in hot pursuit of this guy. Um, And then one of the dancers, I think her name is Haley, but she goes by Halsey as her stage name. Yeah, her name is Haley. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Shows up and is like, uh, yeah, I followed you here. Can you let me in? I've got to pee. And so she does. And then they end up uh, going to get lunch together. Uh, What did you think about Paris Jackson's entrance? in this show Paris Jackson's stage name being Halsey is so hilarious <laughs> because uh, another biracial queen who does not look it <laughs> give that, get that African-American woman her things <laughs> I screamed I was like yes white chocolate queen <laughs> question hey, mark Tanya, is this, look I was like is this uh Paris Michael Catherine Jackson's first acting role like in a big thing or I, I don't really know her work uh prior to this um so apparently she's been in some other things but uh just like smaller roles I think this mm-hmm. is the biggest role that she's ever had and it's honestly like she's been appearing on talk shows and she was has three credits before this but other wow. than that she uh apparently is the executive producer of one of those credits um but other than that no like this is basically her big acting debut and i don't want to ruin this for people going forward but we're going to get a huge acting debut coming up in episode five so you all need to look forward to that well i appreciate this if this is her first big acting role which it sounds like it is uh, I think she did really four, well. I mean, sorry. Yeah, no, she did a really good job, I thought. Like, she was really believable. She was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny. Like, when she got her period and said it looked like an El Chapo crime scene. I screamed again. <laughs> <laughs> I screamed because Dre then said, oh, I got napkins. I was like, what yeah. are you going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um basically they're at lunch now and uh uh, an amazing scene happens where they're sitting there and they're talking and mostly dre is eating and Mm -hmm. Haley is talking and Haley is just like yeah like i can't believe i put up with this guy my boyfriend i had to leave my last boyfriend because i'm black and dre is like wait you're black and then she goes, and then Haley goes, yeah, my dad's half. And, and Dre goes, half what? <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere the real Halsey just punched the wall. <laughs> this is the thing, I promise. You know? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere Logic just fell to his knees in the Albertsons parking lot. You know, it's a lot of these people catching strays today. <laughs> We never do get the answer to the question, half what? Uh, half what? Black? Uh, so after eating, Dre, who has the car, takes Haley back to her boyfriend's house. But Haley wants her to come in and offers to pay her to do so because she doesn't want her boyfriend thinking that she had been out with some other person. And um, 
Dre goes to the bathroom, is checking Twitter, finds out, I think, that Nyjah is having twins, which is a very big development for everybody in the swarm. And uh, when Haley and her boyfriend start to have an argument, Dre leaves. Um, and when she, But when she gets back to her home, <laughs> Haley is just there. Yeah, she beat her there. Which How? And inside the house. You know, and, and that's the thing, Dre, for, for all, you know, as protective she is over Nigel, she's not really protective with herself that much because she allows Haley to just enter her life against, like, all, like, you, you can tell she's against this. Like, uh, why are you here? How do you keep showing up in these places? But she lets her guard down so quickly because she's so uh, preoccupied, I guess, with Nigel. Oh, yeah. She, because she tells Haley before they have lunch, I don't have time for this. I have lots of stuff to do today. Meaning, I need to kill this man. <laughs> I need to kill this man and get back to looking at Instagram. What are you talking about? I have things to do. I have so much stuff to do. And we really see Haley kind of, like, take over the space. Like, she's in bed with her feet up, like, eating pizza and laughing at something on TV and drinking wine. Um, and, yeah, uh, we get a pretty quick cut, though, to... Dre, who decides to go back to Haley's boyfriend's house and kill him. Um, I don't really know. Do you know why this murder happened? Uh, do you think it's just an abusive guys thing? Yeah, well, I started to think that for sure. Because when Haley started telling her story and she started talking about her abusive relationship, you know, it was hard to not think about the problematic relationship that, you know, uh, Dre's uh, friend had with Dancing with Idris Khalid, in the first yeah. episode. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, Maybe there's some overlap there. But then eventually I thought, now nah, Dre just wants to murder her so she'll get the hell out of her house. And so I said, that's <laughs> what it is. She, get, she kills him. She buries the body. Uh, Haley, she may or may not kill Haley. It depends on how she feels in the moment. She ends up doing it anyway. But yeah, if I could just get rid of them, then I could get back to what I was trying to do. This, I think she just looked at the guy as an obstacle and potentially Haley as one too. Yeah, Dre shot her in order to shut her up. <laughs> the, the, her last words were, I feel like Halsey right now. <laughs> <laughs> she died at a high. Uh, and really never knew what hit her. And <laughs> one of the best parts of this episode is when uh, Dre is like burying these two bodies in their backyard. And she goes and she's eating too. Because she always has to eat after a kill, like a predator. Mm. Um, and she's like, hey Siri, who's Halsey? <laughs> and theory's like a black artist from <laughs> um so after these murders though dre has kind of like stepped it up at the strip club don't you think yeah she was shaking that ass it was good it was good i was actually kind of shocked and i thought huh does murder bring that out of you? And uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I can't think of any. Well, yeah, I, I watch P Valley. I can think of a couple murderous strippers. So, <laughs> and and, and uh, I see Roulette do some good things there. Not to spoil it. So, just I'm just letting you know. Um, it wasn't too far fetched to see her stepping it up. She really made some money this time. She made a lot of money. Yeah, uh, dancing to yet another Nyjah song. Mm -hmm. um, these songs are available on Spotify, by the way. No thanks. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> We are good. We are safe. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me at all. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, the same woman who told her uh, about the the ways of the business uh, Mm -hmm. comes up to her with a bunch of the other uh, ladies and is like, we are, uh, do you want to make some more money tonight? And Dre is like, hmm? And they said that they need a designated driver for this uh, one job they're going to do with a college baseball team. And so uh, we know Dre has said repeatedly that she doesn't drink. She doesn't really smoke weed at all because Marissa only made her do it that one time and Mm -hmm. she (laughs) slept forever. Uh, So she's like, yeah, I'll do this thing if it means I get to make more money. Um, (laughs) And we get to this scene of, I guess, what happens when you invite strippers over to the house? Um, I would not know. I, I just, I just want to know why when you invite strippers to the house, all the men in the house were all naked. I said, wait, <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought y'all contract. I didn't know y'all was the strippers too. Somebody got to have it. Yeah. It seemed like the strippers were more dressed than all the males in the house. They had uh-huh. all come. They had one thing on their minds and uh, they just robed to handle those things. I just, I think it's great, honestly, because there's so much like female nudity on the screen uh just in general these days that it it's nice to have some male nudity out there to balance it out because the men aren't often put into those same situations as women are um so yeah. i thought that that was really interesting um i respect did, your opinion and i politely disagree but okay, that's okay. we don't what, have to agree on everything. we don't have to agree on everything <laughs> what did you think of the little speech that dre gave, gave in the car when she was driving them over there and they asked her about whether men are trash or are useful. And she was just like, I think that the entire male form is a waste. I think that sex is a waste. There are many other ways to divine, to derive pleasure. A woman needs no one. I respect her position and I politely disagree. (laughs) I think that there are two, there are some things that she said that I'm like, you go girl, women don't need nobody. But then also like, I I I don't think I'm a waste. I think I'm pretty. <laughs> I think I'm pretty damn decent. I'm a goddamn delight. <laughs> so <laughs> she ain't, she just ain't met me yet. That's all I'll say. Well, you should be happy that she hasn't because she I would pray to God you. I never come across her. You know, I would not play with Naja. I would tell her wherever she want to hear. Yeah. Naja, Naja's the best. You go, girl. You yeah. get her. Yeah. You need a ride. I'll drive you over there. <laughs> exactly. So why they're at this uh, house? I guess the with the with the the guys the uh, college baseball team, mm-hmm. the, Dre decides to get a snack and to go into the other room so she doesn't have to like be a part of this like mini orgy that's happening around her. Um, and uh, there's this guy who comes in and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that anyone was in here. I thought I was just like finding a quiet space. I have a girlfriend. I'm just trying to be good. Those guys are crazy." And then like, he goes, get the hell out of here. We know what you're about to do. We Stop know what it. you're about to do. And he's like, would you mind if I just jerked off to you? To be uh, fair, I wasn't, I didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> no, I didn't either. And uh, she, he has a hundred dollars. She says a thousand. He gives it to her very readily. And she was like, all right, what? Well, I'm still going to eat. And he said, I prefer it. And then he just goes to town. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this scene. This was it's... supposed to be you and Mari. This was, I was not supposed to be in this. <laughs> Mari, it should have been you. It should have been you. This scene is so great. Yeah. Like everything about it, down to the bite it harder, is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, 
They made some points, but yeah, I think um, <laughs> when the other stripper lady comes in and she's like, I knew you was a freak. And she walks out, like, yeah, you, yeah, you had a point. You yeah. had a point. Yeah. Um, so they decide to leave this house. Uh, they're on the way. They, they're moneyed and a little drunk maybe and really excited about the night. And all of a sudden, the tire pops and they have to pull over. And even though two of them in the group know how to change a tire, which is honestly way better than me, um, I have no idea. And I know it's bad and it's not feminist to me at all, but I do not know how to do that. Yeah, that one lady said, it's 2023. Uh, yeah. Yes, I know how to change the tire. Of course I know how to change thank, the tire. Thank God, you know, um, <laughs> look. I look. I support women's rights and wrongs, but at some point, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, you gotta stand up for yourself. You cannot be on the I side know. of the road hoping for a random male to pass by. And I know it's tire. really bad. Get I mean, AAA, damn it! <laughs> I, I know. I, I, that's why I have services for a reason. Um, and so, just as they think that all is lost, because uh, Dre does not let this woman go into the trunk. Because yeah. obviously she has some murder materials in there. So it's just like her items in there. Not Because they said you have a dead body in there. She freaks out. She then, laughs so hard. But, but I was thinking, well, do you have a dead body in there? Because you right. should, right? You buried You buried dead those. Unless she has a dead body in there. Let's yeah, she, have she could have a dead body in there. Yeah, like off-screen dead body? Or maybe right. she has a... Uh, Damson Idris's dead body. You know, she has other, she's killed someone else. She has to have killed someone else, and we yeah. just didn't see it. Um, because she, the way that she reacts when they ask if she has a dead body is just too, uh huh, uh, ridiculous, I guess is the way to say it. Um, so, uh, there's a, a truck pulling up, and they're like, do the do the thing, and so they all do one pose, and they're like, "No, we're gonna get killed." Do the other pose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which, which I wish we fair. had video for this podcast. I know, right? What you all missed was Chappelle doing both poses. Yeah, I and... threw up the H, and then I did like a little a little sexy thing right here. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I did a sexy thing. A little sexy thing over here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that the guy who pulls up is Reggie. Um, it is Dre's target. He pulls up in his Tonk uh, truck uh, and he's like, oh, I can just change the whole thing out back in my house. You all are the lure ladies. This is wonderful. So they get into the truck. They end up back at Reggie's house. And Reggie is just about to, um, you know, get the party, continue the party, I guess with some uh, tequila and orange drink, uh, which sounds terrible to me. No, been there, done that, it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds it's awful. It's fine. Uh, okay. And before he can even like escape the room, Dre is like, uh, who's your favorite artist? Which by the way, is just such a killer line, like no pun intended. That's a killer mm-hmm. line for someone to have who is a serial murderer who mm-hmm. like that's the thing that they, their catchphrase that they say every time i love it's it ve- it's very uh do you like scary movies you know it, it's, it it's, is yeah, yes it's the same vein yeah and uh and she is basically just like um why did you say x y and z laughing emoji and he was like i don't remember saying all that but i'm just gonna go and get the tequila and orange drink 
So uh, he goes out, he changed the tire, he tunes up the car, and uh, Dre goes back outside to ask him uh, whether or not he knows Marissa Jackson. That's my sister. She's dead. And the whole thing is just the awkward interactions in this are just out of control. Yeah, and it's very um, it's very indicative of kind of stuff you and Mari were talking about last episode where people would parasocial relationships and people who are friends online. And now that means a lot to some people and it means nothing to other people, right? So he talked about Paris, uh, well, not Paris Jackson, Marissa Jackson <laughs> as a, um, as almost like an abstract figure of like, a like this idea of somebody killing themselves as a stand for another artist, like an artist or something like that, right? But he did mm. not humanize her. Like there was no person connected to that name. So it was just something he said. He probably turned his phone off or went on back to about back to what he was doing. He wasn't completely invested in that. But he said that to somebody who that's almost her entire life, right? That that uh girl's death meant so much to her. And then it was tied to this artist that means even more to her. So it's like for her, that was her whole world. And for him, that was just an yes. offhand statement he said exactly. on the internet. And that's a bigger commentary on stuff that we don't really talk about a lot is that one person's, you know, troll tweet is ruining the next person's life and you can't control which one it is. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. what you send out to the internet and how that affects people. Like I've been calling the beehive uh, like psychopaths and sociopaths and I mean it. I mean every word. I'm joking. But <laughs> I keep saying I'm joking because I want people to know that I'm not actually saying that people who are big fans of Beyonce are sociopaths. But a lot of times people will get on the internet and say things that they might not even mean or care about that really affect people deeply. And now we see this man kind of... um He's kind of uh, getting the the fruits of that, right? Like he he seemed like an okay guy. I mean, he stopped and gave these people a ride. He didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't, he, had, he, he hasn't done, their car. You he, know, he ha- he didn't offer them. You know, he didn't ask him for any money. We haven't seen him ask for any like anything inexplic like in a, inappropriate. Right. So it's, it's like he stopped out the kindness of his heart, and now he's getting uh you know murdered for you know this one thing he said. And so we really should be careful about what we put on the internet and just how we interact with people as humans, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that you said that. That's a definite like through line of this series because every person that she hunts down, we will learn is someone who said something online either about Nija or about her sister. Yeah. So or both. Yeah, or both. <laughs> or yeah. both. Um so yeah, he does all the work he needs to do on the car. They get ready to leave and then we hear those bees again. They start buzzing. What do you think of the sound mix- mixing and design in this show? Uh I I like the bees thing because and I like I like the blood. I like the blood because it reminds me of you know like you said that swarm logo is kind of that Beyonce color. Like it's mm-hmm. something about that like constant, you know, that that blood just appearing everywhere. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I like that. But the bees thing, it really gives me those uh Caprini Green uh Candyman vibes. Yes. You know what I'm about? <laughs> yes. I I remember being a, a kid. I remember um I was over at one of friends house and we, we must have been like first or second grade but his parents were watching Candyman, and we were in the other room like playing like you know video games or something and then he's like oh we got to go see what they're doing and so we're like sneaking around and i remember like peeking my head over the couch to see what's on the screen and they opened the the the, the bathroom stall and there's a bees everywhere i was like oh hell no i gotta go i yeah. cannot wait for my mom to come get me that like oh that my really, god yeah that got me so it's like that that buzzing kind of puts me back in that moment of just like, yeah, remember how menacing that was? Right. Here it is again. It's kind of like a motif throughout this series. Yeah. Um, still one of my biggest accomplishments as a podcaster is that somehow I got Tony Todd to follow me on Twitter. Which is amazing. 
which I, it just makes me so happy every time he posts something. I'm like, you follow me and you, you know like me. my stuff. I love yeah. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we see Dre go back in the house saying that she has to pee. And the, these ladies' reactions when she's like, you got to pee now? Like, we are never leaving is how yeah. I feel all the time when I hang out with my friends. I'm like that too. I, I am a very social person and you've seen me in per- you see me in action. Yes. But when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to <laughs> it's go. It's time to go. It's time to go. And I cannot stand a like a, well, hold on, I gotta go do this. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You had plenty of time to knock yes. that out before it was time to go. Chappelle is on, on 10 until until midnight. <laughs> and then at 1201, when you said it was time to go, I'm like, okay, you said it was time to go. Why are you still in the why are you grabbing one more thing? Why are you just now closing your tab? It's time to go. So I felt them in this part. Yeah, I did too. But she's not going to pee. She picks up a pan and uh, goes to the shower because she hears the shower on and she prepares to hit Reggie in the head like she has done with her victims before. Um, However, he's not in the shower. He's just in his robe about to take a shower and he comes up from behind and she still manages to hit him on the head once, but he overpowers her because she is tiny compared to him. Um. And what, what did she think was going to happen here with this with this frying pan and this and this huge gentleman? Because even if you got me one time, you you'd have to hit him really really hard really, to make it really stick. hard. Yeah. 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 Uh, which she learns the the hard way, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, because immediately Reggie is on top of her and strangling her. Which, like, mm-hmm. for me, I was like, okay. Um. In law school, we learn that there's like a certain type of escalation that is um, that is okay in certain states. So like if someone comes at you with a knife, but you shoot them, then you're going to be liable for something because you escalated the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think this was escalation or was it kill or be killed? It was kill or be killed. We know that to be, okay. we know that to be a fact. Now, and, that, and that, and that might be results oriented because we know she is a serial killer. But at the same time, he was in the shower. She was going to hit him with a frying pan. Yeah, like if, if, if just knowing that, knowing that walking out of the frying pan to get bludgeoned, it had to either be like maybe she just wants him to go to sleep. You know, like what was the alternative <laughs> to this moment? You know, I think she was trying to kill him. Now, is there a way he could have bludgeoned her and then got away? Yes. Prop- Probably not, because there's a gang of women outside who also might want to kill him. He doesn't know why these women are in his house or what they're going to do. I don't blame him for trying to kill her because she tried to kill him. But I also think that, you know, um, maybe in certain situations there. Yeah, there are people who will take it to the next level. If you're in a fight and you decide to shoot somebody. Yeah, that's crazy. But if you're trying to blindside somebody in the shower with a a skillet. Yeah, ma'am, if he (laughs) shot you, I think you'd be okay. I think he'd be okay. Especially in Tennessee. Right. And I was rooting for him. Make no mistake. This woman is a murderer. <laughs> I know there's several more episodes of this show left. But I was like, if we could just take her out now and just get a no. new main character next episode, I'd be fine with it because no. this lady is stressing me out. Um, yeah. Reggie gets the best of her. He's choking the life out of her. And then this was when women start protecting women and all of the lure ladies come in and one hits him with a lamp and that does nothing. So they all start hitting him with their purses or whatever they have in hand and like, get off of her, get off of her. And then finally they're able to struggle and get him so that he's like upright. And one of the ladies shoots him double tap. Yeah. See, and, and he's this, dead. 
And this is an escalation. This is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what they taught you in law school. This man was having a one-on-one fight with a woman who started the fight, and he got jumped by these strippers. I think all the strippers should be tried oh and convicted. Oh, my God. Is that like, not what happened? Is that not what happened? Listen. Uh, <laughs> if you walk in and you see a man on top of someone that you know on top of a woman, then you're going to automatically think that that man is trying to kill or, like, you know, sexually assault that woman or maybe both and so you're gonna do whatever you can to make that situation stop he's not gonna stop choking her unless he is no longer alive she hit him over the head with a lamp and he continued and i and i hear you now apply that same logic to him getting out the shower and getting bludgeoned with a skillet no there's no reason for him to believe that (laughs) she's not not. gonna stop hitting him with a skillet (laughs) so if he was escalating by hitting by choking the hell out of her for trying to beat him upside the head with a skillet they definitely escalated by jumping him and then shooting him for having a fight with a woman who tried to kill him. I'm sorry, but the defense rests his case. <laughs> that man is innocent, damn it. And his life was taken too soon. Wow. Okay. Uh... <laughs> All these strippers should be brought to, brought to justice now. <laughs> well... We really don't find out what happens to them <laughs> because once he's off of Dre and he's dead, she's like, I'm going to be sick. And she runs out of the house and gets into her car and leaves them high and dry as they debate what exactly to do. Yep. And look at them. Dumb. How- dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you got left holding the frying pan for this woman that you didn't even know. She just <laughs> let her die. <laughs> yeah. Still calling her Carmen. She has a different name in pretty much every episode. Yeah, people remember. Eventually, she starts revealing her name, but we'll talk about yeah, that in the next one. Exactly. It is wild what happens, uh, and the episode just ends there. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That is that is episode two, Honey. Chappelle, yeah. thoughts on the overall episode? I thought the episode was funny. And so because of that, I didn't think the first episode was funny at all. And so I thought the first episode was tragic and sad and it was uh, awkward and it was uncomfortable. And it was, a yeah, and uh, I didn't love it. Second episode, I thought was funny. So I didn't mind watching the second episode. I mean, the third episode, you know, and that's what I was saying. After the first episode, I really, I understood why it was so polarizing. But the second one, I was like, okay, let's see what she does next. You know, kind of just like, you know, kind of uh, a monster of the day type of thing for Dre, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. That was fun. So I can only imagine how much fun the next episode is going to be to talk about. When we come back, we will be discussing episode three, Taste. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, and we're back. Um, here we go again. <laughs> Episode three, Taste. Um, all of these uh, different uh, titles are so hilarious as well. Um, the cast for this episode, as always, Dominique Fishback is Dre. In uh, kind of flashback or video, we get Chloe Bailey, a recurring character, as Marissa. Nyreen S. Brown is Nija. And Byron Bowers is George. All right, episode three. Initial thoughts. Um, this was fun. <laughs> 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 um yeah um yeah this was fun that's all i can say yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about here one. yeah it was a fun one so the episode starts with iphone uh footage of uh chloe bailey's character talking about uh seeing naja in concert and how incredible incredible the performance is um and uh it's hilarious because these are all things that we say about beyonce like if I see another person in uh, leotard and knee pads, I'm going to lose it. Uh, they can't move like her. They can't breathe like her while they're doing it. Like, this is all just, like, straight out of Beyonce 101 handbook. Not that we have a handbook. Do you, I'm sure y'all have meetings uh, <laughs> or something where y'all discuss, like, the, uh, the minutes and stuff like that. That's what the concerts are for. Oh, really? <laughs> I've never, look, I've never been to one. I don't have a billion dollars. I know, seriously. I've never <laughs> been to one either because I am not rich, but I am very con- much considering uh, getting rid of some things in the month of July so I can go to Soldier Field and see Beyonce. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, I, I'm not doing I that. I yeah. can't. I don't have the money. Yeah. I, just, I, do, I do not have the things. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so we shift to a more upscale house where a man walks into his own home and he hears some noises. And out of nowhere, uh, when he's checking the closet, we get the lights on and Dre um, hits him with some type of hammer um, in the leg. And as he's crawling away, she does her thing. And she's like, "Who? it's a sledgehammer, I think. She goes, who's your favorite artist? And this artist was something like Little Gibble or something like that. And she was like, he is a a pedophile who uses the same beats over and over again and couldn't write a good song without a feature to save his life. How many Grammys does Little Gibble have? Uh, One. How many Grammys does Nyjah have? 26. Is Little Gibble better than Nyjah? And then she shows him (laughs) like the receipts that she has on him. And the last thing that he says before he dies is Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if somebody held my tweets against me, (laughs) I too would probably, (laughs) I've I've talked a lot of, a lot of crap about people's favorite artists and mostly in jest. There are some artists that I just don't understand why people are fans of them and I don't get it. But, um, yeah, I would really hate to see. Like, I think I think the meanest thing I've ever said. Let me think about the meanest thing I've ever said about Beyonce. Oh wow! I think, um, there was a. Oh okay, so there was a funny tweet going around where um, where uh, they were talking about the Beyonce tickets and how difficult they were to get them, and they were like, "Oh no, this concert is for black 
women. And 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 I know Beyonce herself would want the first people to get tickets are black women with two black grandparents. And I tweeted, does Beyonce even have two black grandparents? Because and, <laughs> and the responses were like, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like Hive came for me, but they had to do their background check first. Um, alert, she does have two black grandparents. But I like the fact that it was ambiguous. I, I like the fact that people didn't know whether to be, to be had no idea. That's real. They, that's a good one. They drew that line in the sand, not me. I just want to ask a question. Yeah, you should know what you're talking about before you start tweeting, is mm-hmm. really what that teaches us. Exactly. Um, Dre has made it to Los Angeles now, sunny LA. Um, and she's stalking someone on Twitter named Alice who has been saying bad things about Nija. So, first, we see Alice's tweets that call out Nija and her fan base for being trolls. And then we see an article where Alice accuses Nija of police brutality with her music. This is a MAGA chick, obviously. Obviously. And you know, not to, I don't want to paint any of Beyonce haters with a broad brush, but a lot of times they just don't understand. I'll say they don't see the content from the same perspective as somebody like Beyonce does for cultural reasons. You know, and so and that might be because they want to make America great again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, you know, we've seen Beyonce, and I'm using Beyonce as a, you know, because obviously a lot of this is derived from the hive. I know it's not all about her, but she is definitely somebody who gets picked on by uh conservatives whenever she performs. Yes. I remember years ago when um she did that well, the I Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, and they were I remember First of all, I'm picking on the, the Republicans, but don't make no mistake. The black people was fooling too. They, oh my God, she must be the Illuminati, this, that, and other. Uh, and so, <laughs> but uh, you know, after her Bruno Mars performance, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the lemonade variety, um, they were not happy with her. And so, I wouldn't be shocked if Beyonce has gotten some of these comments as well. Oh yeah, no, she's definitely gotten these comments. Like this woman is like, newsflash, Nija, some of your fans are white. And I'm like, and yet they're still fans. Must not be that bad. (laughs) I know. Seriously. Must be okay. So uh, Dre finds out where this woman lives and goes to her house to kind of stake it out. Uh, Someone call it stalking. And (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely stalking. Again, uh, you know, (laughs) the swarm Uh members are uh, creative with the way they present some of this information sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she follows Alice to uh, where Alice works out to the gym. And when she, <laughs> she gets restricted because you're supposed to use like an app and scan it as you come in. And she just, you know, puts her hat down and tries to walk past. And the front desk is like, excuse me, do you have a membership? And then this white guy walks up and he's like, oh, my God, like insert name here. I haven't seen you in forever. Completely mistaking Dre for a different black woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, y'all do all look. I mean, y'all both all y'all all have brown skin, you know. <laughs> except except um, Halsey, <laughs> but um, that's not the end. <laughs> Leave her alone. We can pick on um, Tori Kelly too. <laughs> oh no, not Tori Kelly. Right, another black queen. <laughs> I was like a month. Uh, old, like a month ago, I learned. <laughs> <Going old. laughs> I learned a month ago that Tori Kelly was a black queen. I don't know if she's a black queen. Per I think se, she but... is like Afro Latina. Yeah, oh, yeah, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of phenotype involved in in blackness as well, and I yeah. think we should not ignore that. Just all I'll say. Yeah, 
Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have your podcast taken down. <laughs> Mari's going to come back and it's just going to be on fire. And she's going to be like, what happened? <laughs> I leave mess. for one week. <laughs> <laughs> so she heads to the gym. She uh, is able to get in because this guy who mistook her for someone else uh, gets her in with his pass. And he goes away. She sees Alice. She picks up a kettlebell, follows her into the elevator, and is acting some real weird elevator etiquette. Like, if you ever want to freak somebody out, you go into the elevator and face the opposite direction of the direction that everybody else is facing. Yeah. I I mean, my go-to when I get in the elevator is to stand in the back and kind of just give, you know, I don't know, maybe because I'm a a tall male or something like that. Let me get in the back to where people can see and can can get in and out. I'm also in no hurry to get out. I'm one of those like ladies first type guys. But if somebody got in and they stood behind me kind of in the way she was, okay, there's no world where you could come. I'm telling you, I'm getting in the back corner. So I don't know. I just feel like she wasn't tapped in because you should have seen this woman being menacing next to you. It's an elevator. What are you tapped into if you're not paying attention to the people around you? Sometimes shit goes down when there's a billion dollars on an elevator. What, but was there even here? No, I don't know how much <laughs> Alice makes, but probably not as much as Beyonce. Um, Beyonce, so, Jay-Z, and Solange all combined. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the only thing, because Dre is completely getting this buzzing in her ear, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's starting and uh, she is about to beat the hell out of Alice in a public space. And then someone else gets on the elevator and he just happens to be wearing a jacket that is uh, cachet, the Jay-Z stand in uh, mm-hmm. for his tour, um, FL colon T. Uh, like the 444 tour. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy also has a backstage badge. And so she gets a message. One of the things we haven't talked about is this whole time, Dre has had Marissa's phone. And she's been texting herself from Marissa's phone. And now it's like she's imagining getting these text messages as if Marissa is still alive. So she receives one and it tells her to follow the jacket. What do you think about the relationship that Dre has to her phone, Chappelle? It is probably the um, it is it is the uh, catalyst to a lot of her standom. I think that you know, in the past, when people stalked celebrities, uh, we knew about them because it was such a high profile thing, right? I remember uh, you know certain celebrities in the '90s and like actors and stuff when they would get stalked. We would all know about it because it'd be the big news thing or something like that. Because it was so difficult to get to celebrities a lot of times. They had security, they were very private. Yeah. But the internet has made the world so much smaller and a lot bigger at the same time. So it made your access to people a lot closer because you could see their day to days, you know, these especially these content creators and stuff like that. We find and you mentioned how um how uh they knew that um Nigel had had the twins, you know, stuff like that used to be private. And you could tell people as you saw fit unless TMZ beat you to it. But now you could just check your phone. And I think because of that, she feels like she's tapped in at all times to what's going on with Nigel. And then the other, the other like really um, codependent relationship she had was with Marissa. And so it makes sense that because she has her phone in her hand all the time, if she wants access to her sister, it's going to be through the phone. And she wants access to her play play sister, Nigel is going to be through the phone as well. Exactly. So uh, she gets a message saying, follow the jacket and that person with the badge on their hip. And so that's what she does. She puts down the kettlebell, just drops it. 
And uh, Alice lives to talk hate speech another day. Yeah, I mean, she does live to, t- to, uh, to talk another day, but I feel so bad for this man because he wore that jacket, minding his own damn business, <laughs> and now he is now being stalked by this woman. Yeah, so uh, he doesn't live far from the gym at all, which is convenient as hell. Um, after a, a really bad attempt to break into George's, we learn his name is George, uh, George's house, he catches her, but she makes up a story about how she's escaping domestic violence, essentially. And uh, and Dre kind of hears like the buzzing sound. He makes her some food, but it's all really healthy. And uh, Dre is not at all for it. What do you think of her relationship to food and especially junk food? I thought you were going to ask me, what do I think about this fool letting this woman in his house? Oh, um, that also that. Like, I, would, would you do it? Would, no, you... <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. I might not call the police right away, but I'm walking you out the door. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, you standing on the porch. You you're are not breaking me. into my house. You getting out. That's the first thing you doing. I, you not going, whatever we about to figure out, you ain't going to be in these four walls doing it. I'm sorry. He's like, oh, you're right. You are, you, you are hurt. Let me bandage you up. Lady, climb your ass back out that window and I will make a phone call for you. Who, who is your next of kin? Who is your, your emergency contact? We don't have to call the police, but you got to get the hell up out of here. Uh, yeah, but, he was so, so nice. People in this show are really nice. People in this show are really nice. And I think that this is a cautionary tale. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. Even though this is all true. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely a cautionary tale. So um, yeah, he makes her uh, food. It's all healthy. Later on, um, when she thinks that George is asleep, she emerges and starts getting some snacks from her bag. And then moment later, moments later, George kind of shows up and is like, you can eat it. Go, ha- go ahead, eat it. So she does. And then she offers him a snack. And then they have this weird like snack, like sex play thing with food, which is <laughs> so funny to watch and so awkward to talk about. Yeah. See, the thing is, I was I was making fun of George for being an idiot for letting this woman in the house, but George <laughs> has a pet skunk. He oh, too. God, I something is wrong with her. the boy. Yeah, and like I said, I was looking at her through a lens of like, you know, maybe there's some coded uh, no, whatever. He something wrong with him. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna be kind to George. Why do you have a pet skunk? And then why are you laying on top of these bag of chips with this woman that you just met who was in like yeah, I look. Just, 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 George, come on, man. I, someone should have called the people on both of them. Both of these people should be <laughs> together, but like separately in cells or wherever they need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like they should not be in the wild. I don't think so. I mean, I feel bad for George, honestly. Me like, too. It, it, uh, <laughs> it really does take a lot of work, like to go from 380 pounds to whatever weight he is now. And he's been really regimented. He talks about how extreme his diet is and how he fasts for most of the day. He just eats salad all the time and he gets to have a smoothie on weekends. Like that's the thing that he looks forward to. Mm -hmm. So um, the fact that he is so tempted by not just her, but by uh, like just eating some snack food is very sad. And they, they're like, whole like oddly shoving food down each other's throats thing is like very connective but in a weird weird way 
Yeah, they they both of these people have insatiable appetites for whatever the case may be, right? Like we know she has right. an addictive personality. She loves her, her snack food, her junk food. She loves her Niger. She loves murder. You know the, the big three for most women. And then this guy <laughs> loves uh loves snack food as well, and he also loves women. And I think one of those things line those things those two things aligned, and it was just like. If he was already tempted by the snack food, now he's tempted by a snack with a snack, you know? And so uh -huh. it's a snack that smiles back and he's not able to handle it. That's what happened here. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so we learn that he actually has been on this FL colon T tour. Um, and, you know, it, the last show is happening in LA tonight. And we know from earlier Twitter that Nyjah is going to be at this, at the show. Um, so, Basically, Dre's entire goal is to go to the show. She pretends that she likes cachet. And he asks her, what's your favorite song? And she's like, uh, the one about drugs. Latanya, what's your favorite Gucci Mane song? <sighs> you can say it. The one about drugs. The and that's okay. Drugs. And yeah. that's okay. And that is okay. Sometimes your favorite <laughs> songs by your favorite artists be the ones about drugs. Yeah, that's true. What's, what's your favorite Beyonce song? Oh, that's too hard. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, of, of the most recent renaissance, I have been listening to Heated a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. Like, I, I now know all the words, even to the mm -hmm. part that she raps, which is uh, exciting. Uh, but also energy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I go through different, fra like, uh, phases of, like, uh, there's like when I when the album first came out, I was like, I don't know why, but I love Church Girl. I can't really explain it other than I remember the days when, <laughs> when you were I, Church Girl. <laughs> I was a Church Girl, and I was like, I'm gonna party, but then I'm gonna go to church in the morning because I love Jesus. You were gonna pop it like a thotty, pop it like a thotty. <laughs> Some might say that's what I was doing. Others, <laughs> Beyonce uh, said it. <laughs> Beyonce said it, so it's probably true. Um, so yeah. Uh, he asked her if she wants to come along to the show and see what she does. He does. And she's excited because it means that she's going to be in proximity to Nyjah. So after the show, uh, someone mentions an after party. And this is so... Um, I know they're not really a couple. Like, they just met. But the little argument they have is so, like, similar to what couples do. He's like, why don't we just... And she's like, no. <laughs> We're going to the after party. <laughs> Yeah, they try to play it. I was like, well, come on, babe. Why don't we? No, it's absolutely. We're going. We're going. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. What? Go on. Go for it. So Dre is like at this after party and she's looking around and, and he thinks that she's looking for some place for them to like, you know, get freaky with each other at this to after eat more show. Food. To eat more food. And yeah. she locks him in a refrigerator. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> and 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 again, sir, you brought this on yourself. I honestly, I would love to blame the uh, the serial killer who was obsessed with this woman and stalking her and traveling across the country to find her. But you did let this woman into your home, and then you did travel around with her and pretend that y'all were dating, and you did shove food into each other's faces. Like, sir, at some point, the call is coming from inside the house. That's true. And, and she you locks, let her in the house. She locks him <laughs> in there with a big ass cake too. So just mm -hmm. like, not only am I locked in a refrigerator, but I have tons of like uh, temptation. Ugh, temptation. Thank you uh -huh. in front of me in terms of this giant ass cake. Thanks. Yeah. Shanice, just, if that I is just, your real name. 
It's definitely not. And I just knew they were going to find him like lay, like laying on top of the cake, like Jason, <laughs> Jason Biggs from American Pie. Just like ass out, uh, balls deep in the in the top of that tour cake. Yeah. Can I we mean, say balls deep on this podcast? I, I guess, guess we it. can. We already did. Um, yeah. So uh, at the after party, um, Dre goes in and I swear that one of the people who opens the door from her for her is Sasha Obama. Like, I swear, <laughs> this woman looks so much like a grown-up Sasha Obama. And we know Malia Obama writes on this show. So it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that that's okay. who that was. I, okay. I, now, see, now I got to rewatch it all over again because I definitely didn't peep that. But if it was Sasha Obama, we need to call it out. We do. I, I It might not be. I might just be confusing two black women. Well, uh, you know, y'all, we all brown. look alike. Except Tori Kelly. <laughs> and Halsey. Who's Halsey? <laughs> <laughs> and Paris Jackson. <laughs> Paris Michael Catherine Jackson. I can't believe you know her whole name. I'm a stan. <laughs> is Blanket's name really Blanket? It is. Okay. <laughs> All right. There we go. Um, now. <laughs> uh, Dre comes into the after party, takes a look around, and who do we see but uh, the Solange stand-in uh, coming with a couple well, well the first thing that happens is that she gets hit on by a guy named Jesse who's on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> <laughs> which is such a funny callback right because uh, we do know there is a Jesse on Grey's Anatomy you know, you know that uh-huh. um, yeah and so yeah but you know that Jesse that Jesse had a big fall from Grey's do you remember that I do yeah, we very he much had, do. He had high highs. I remember he was at the for, the forefront of the civil rights movement, the modern <laughs> one. And then um, he had some very low lows, and then he got naked to kind of get people's mind off of it, and it worked. It worked. It did. <laughs> but the fact that he like, first of all, not only does she flick her cupcake at him, and she he continues talking, but he's like, I I coined the term black girl magic. Indeed. And what about it? <laughs> Like, I joke. Look, I jokingly said that uh, that blanket's real name was blanket earlier, but you just can't you just can't take claim for certain things, you know. Um, <laughs> and so saying that this man coined the term black girl magic, even if he did, it's not something I would say aloud. I would just let somebody no. else have that. <laughs> but they didn't even try to to give him a different name. They were just like, we are going to talk shit about Jesse in this yeah. episode. This is the Jesse episode. This is the Jesse episode. So uh, we see Dre getting closer and closer to the area where Nyjah is like up and dancing and talking to people. And then they bring out a tray of fruit and this woman's work starts playing. (laughs) (laughs) What what does that song do for you? Like, does it evoke like a memory in your mind? Because I always think of like certain movies that play that song. And every time it's absurd. It is ridiculous every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just start laughing whenever I hear the first yeah. notes of it. It's so funny because it's it's such an emotional and serious, like it's a serious and sensual a, song in a way. Yes. And but it's almost always played for comedy now. You're like, <laughs> whenever you hear it, you're like, oh god, like, there's an eye roll somewhere. <laughs> you just can't earnestly feel like that in 2023. You know. Like, <laughs> 
You they can't earnestly do a lot of things. Yeah, we don't feel like that no more. We've been broken by several different traumas at this point. <laughs> Seriously. We cannot, uh, anything that is too just like saccharine, no, mm-hmm. it's lame. The song it's, is lame. Especially because, didn't it look like, she, was she eating a pear? She was eating a plum. Yeah, um, which is kind of healthy for her taste, don't you think? Yeah, because she wasn't really eating a plum. She was biting Nyjah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like in my mind, what made the plum even so? Those uh, plums look good. They did, but uh, again, to us, they look good. But <laughs> this woman who basically lives off of takis and Red Bull, like, oh, <laughs> like this woman has gargled with Coke, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> she brushed her teeth with Dr. Pepper because she thought he was a dentist. You know, um, that's just, that's what we're dealing with here. He's not not a dentist. Uh, yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I just got, I think I have my first cavity of all time mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to go to the dentist and I'm really upset about it. So if there is a Dr. Pepper out there that will help me with this problem, yes, please let me know. I Send actually, me a case. I actually used to get cavities a lot. I was, you know, how they talk about those bad little kids with all the silver teeth. Yeah. Hi, it's me. I'm him. Hi, I'm the <laughs> him, problem. I'm it's him. me. It's him. Him and the cricket. That's me. Um, and so, um, so yeah, him Jones. That's also me. Um, but so I don't really eat. I don't eat sweets anymore. I just stopped after oh. like, maybe like age, maybe like fourteen. I decided, you know, me and teeth, we just don't really get along. So I'm just gonna stop. And I don't eat. I really there's like one or two candies that I will eat a year. I figure. Yeah, I've never eaten a lot of sweets, but I. I figure I've had a really good run to get to, th- to this age and have never yeah. had a cavity before. Oh, it's a hella impressive. Like I said, I had caps in on my teeth by the time I was like seven or eight. I was like the back teeth, definitely a couple in the front. I used to pretend they were golds because I was <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, like aside from candy corn occasionally every October, yes. I really don't touch the, the, the devil's candy. The devil's, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, Dre is is chewing on the devil's candy. And, AKA uh, Nyjah. AKA <laughs> Nyjah. And uh, bites her without even knowing what, what is happening. And it's kind of a daze. And we hear a gasp and people are like, did you just bite Nyjah? Um, and then people are like, why is no one protecting Nyjah? <laughs> <laughs> so cool Questions that he answers. <laughs> so Dre freaks out and makes a run for it. And the episode ends with two men on the dock having a cigarette while Dre runs out back. And then finally, one of them looks at the other and says, you know who that was? That chick from Love and Basketball. So not late. So without... (laughs) So So this show has confirmed... That's Lathan was the one who bit Beyonce at that party. Basically, and that kind of that's why I asked you what you thought about when you heard this woman's work because when I hear that song, I think about loving basketball. Love and basketball, yeah, every time. And yeah. so that's why when I heard it, I said, "Ha, huh, it's ironic, <laughs> or is it? You know, are they really it's picking They're yeah. really doing it. So like, could do no wrong. She could bite me any day, <laughs> today, preferably. So Lathan is gorgeous. And has looked that way for a very long time. I bet she bites hard. <laughs> oh, God. And I would like to see it. Um, she said that if she ever did, it would just be a love bite. So it's Please fine. and thank you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that is the end of this episode. That is the end of Taste. Chappelle, thoughts overall on the episode and where you think the, sh- the series is going next? 
when I saw the episode was called Taste, I had no clue they thought that it was going to be a taste of Nigel. Like they were literally going to bite her and taste her. <laughs> um, and then I thought, I thought, okay, well, now that she's actually gotten a literal bite of her, does that increase her want for her? You know, like she's always fast, like fantasized about being close to her, about being in her vicinity, about hearing her music up close, about talking to her, being her best friend. But right. now to actually physically touch this person and with her lips of like that she, she, we know that her and her mouth have a thing, right? Her, right. she's always consuming stuff, pies, cakes, uh, you know, I said takis, all that good stuff. And now she's bit probably the sweetest piece of candy she's ever tasted, which is Niger. And so I always wonder, I wonder if that's going to be a shift in how crazy she is. You know, does that turn up the heat or does she go in the complete opposite direction? And it's just, like, I have to now make it up for her. Like I, I did this thing. It's probably going to go viral as we know the Beyonce story did. Um, mm-hmm. And so does, is it now, I have to now fix this. How do I prove to her that that was a mistake that I didn't mean to, that I'm, I'm, that you know, we're meant to be. Does she have a stand moment even, like an Eminem stand moment? You know, not a, you know, new new age stand moment, but a, you know, drive your car off a bridge with the people in the, in the back seat stand moment, yeah, you know? That so that's why, so I kind of enjoyed that that's how it ended, because I was thinking, okay, now we got action. Yeah. Uh, and the next several episodes are really propulsive. Uh, if you have not watched ahead, you're going to really enjoy episodes four and five, which is uh, what Mari and I are going to be talking about next week. Um, for those of you who all who do not know, and how could you not know at this point, we have a Patreon. And if you want to support our work, you can sign up to make that possible. If you love podcasts like Swarm or like Snowfall, and you're a fan of me and Chappelle and Mari, and you want coverage of shows like this, then consider signing up at any level. When you do so, you'll get some special patron perks, including our lively discussion channel on our patron Discord. There are tons of people who are happy to discuss your likes and dislikes right there. So go to patreon.com slash postshowrecaps and support PSR and its podcasters. You can also... Check us out at our own feed, everybody. Yes. Subscribe to the podcast plural <laughs> yes. at postshowrecaps.com slash connect. You can also email us at connect at postshowrecaps.com. And I'm just putting this out there because it made me happy. You can email me particularly at Latanya at postshowrecaps.com. Just makes me so happy. <laughs> so plug in uh postshowrecaps.com slash to connect to your podcaster of choice give us those five star glowing ratings that we deserve we deserve them we want them we see nothing but five stars and thank you to the people who have already written in um we got some feedback yesterday that i won't read here because it's not about swarm i was about to say what no no we didn't (laughs) not here we got we got some (laughs) feedback yesterday about snowfall and it was really great and we love hearing from you all so thank you so much for all of that Chappelle, Hmm. one of the busiest men on the internet tell us what you are up to tis i uh you know (laughs) when i'm uh intruding in black women's business like I am here on this podcast uh, <laughs> when I'm not doing that I am over there uh, on poster recaps of course like you said talking about snowfall and our connect uh, but also talking about Grey's Anatomy with Ariel on Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy our podcast series where we talk about Grey's Anatomy every month uh, because there's too many episodes to talk about Grey's every week uh, and we gone, we're going to talk about 
about some old grays too. So if you're a grays fan and you uh, enjoyed hearing me uh, make fun of myself and others, uh, you got to hear what I got to say about, um, you know, some of the past shenanigans on Grey's Anatomy. So check that out on PostShowRecaps.com. Also on PostShowRecaps, Puya and I are covering Bel Air uh, on Peacock on our podcast, Bel Air Post Show Recaps, wherever you get a, uh, your recaps at. So uh, check that out. Uh, and subscribe to Bel Air Post Show Recap and uh, enjoy. Puya and I are talking about this second season of Bel Air. Speaking of second seasons, myself and Gia Worthy are talking about Abbott Elementary on Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap. Y'all catching the pattern here. Uh, so check that out as well, wherever it is found. And then you can check out Nothing But Netflix on Rob Has a Podcast, where every week we talk about Netflix shows, myself and uh, my uh you know, leader, Rob Sesternino. We talk about Netflix shows, the hottest shows, the most popular shows. And then even sometimes we do interviews, not to spoil this week on nothing but Netflix, but we did an interview this week instead of just talking about a show. So check that out uh, as well. And then follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Uh, and let me know, you know, if you have any suggestions for nothing but Netflix, if you have any feedback, well, potentially if you have any feedback about this podcast, about Swarm and these episodes that I was on for Swarm, leave a five-star review and put it in there. Like, so yeah. if you want to drag me about calling you a psychopath or whatever, put it in the five-star review. Because if it's not in the five-star review, I definitely won't see it. If you tweet it to me, I won't see it. But if you leave a five-star review, I will see you dragging me and talking about the hive. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, leave that five-star review. Uh, drag Chappelle. Yep, five-star review. It's like a dunk take. You got you give us a five-star <laughs> review, you get to say whatever you want about me. And I'm exactly. fine. I can, I can take it. You can take it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. We could take a lot. <laughs> and half and half <laughs> yeah um other than talking about snowfall and swarm you can catch me and marissa garza and our special guest asia this week wrapping up our coverage of you season four season five has just been announced the show has been renewed for a fifth and final season so we are excited we'll talk about that and so much more josh wiggler and i are doing verses we're back on our bullshit and we are discussing the top two watercolor cooler shows um, of this current era, Succession and Yellow Jackets, where it is truly eat or be eaten. So uh, please tune in for that. And don't forget to send us categories if you have any in mind. You can do this on the Discord or you can send them to me, uh, Latanya, at postshowrecaps.com. Uh, I am also doing uh, the Mandalorian feedback show with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick. So you can check me out there. And if you uh, love Rahap, like I, we both love Rahap, then you can find me podcasting there too. Uh, I am working with Haley and Kurt and we are doing the Top Chef podcast, which uh, had special guest Asia this week because Kurt is out. So I get to podcast with Asia twice in one week, and it's truly a, a glorious time. You are so lucky. I never podcast with Asia. She doesn't really? like Really? Oh, yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to know more about what I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks. And if you want to see more of what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. Chappelle, thank you so much for being here today and filling in for mari and talking about all of the wonderful things of these two episodes and some of the more ridiculous things of these two episodes of swarm 
ridiculous things is kind of my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mari, for sitting this week out and letting me run amok <laughs> a little bit because I know she's rolling her eyes somewhere listening to this right now and she is not happy. But uh, yeah, anytime y'all want me back, uh, just text me because we got to talk about it. Uh, scheduling is kind of crazy right now, but I would like to come back if possible um, later on, maybe. I don't know what these last few episodes look like, but I'm going to check them out. Check them out. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next time, this has been the Form It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.